I just really want people to know that I'm this person who came from the province of the Philippines, a small town, you know, in the mountainside. And I did my best to become who I want to be. And I created something that, you know, you wouldn't even imagine creating. And I want to spread that positivity. I want to spread that inspiration to the young people, especially those who are in the grassroots, you know, that they can really live their dreams. At the same time, they can impact their own communities as well if they want to. So in this world where consumerism and capitalism is a big thing, you don't have to be sucked into that because you can do your own thing and just be brave and learn a lot from your experiences. So I think I would love people to see me as that, you know, a driven person and fearless person. I just really look back to my life before, you know, <laughs> like you, if you're in the, from, from the grassroots, you won't even imagine doing things like this, you know, traveling around the world and stuff. So yeah, I just really want people to know that you can do it. Hello everyone, my name is Dean Long and welcome to the podcast Lifeline. In this podcast, I will interview people who are having a positive impact in their community and have a strong message that deserves to be shared. We will dive deeper into their journey becoming a change maker and hopefully you can take away some insights for your own journey. In this episode, you will be meeting Gladys, a fearless filmmaker from the Philippines who co-founded Development Innovation Insider, a content creator and solution provider for the bottom of the pyramid. You will hear the story of a strong woman who grew up in the mountains of Mindanao with a dream to become a filmmaker. Not only she did, but she is now focused on showcasing grassroots innovations and training aspiring changemakers from all around the world to become impact journalists. We discuss why it's important for her to improve the lives of the underserved. We discuss why it's important for her to work with grassroots communities and to improve the lives of underserved communities. We talked about how she never gave up her dream to become a filmmaker and she shares with us the crazy journey of Development Innovation Insider. Hello Gladys! Hi, Dinlong. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, I'm so happy, really happy to have you on Lifeline because Linka from, uh, that I interviewed from the in the first episode speaks a lot about you, and um, yeah, even though I think you in all the episodes of Lifeline I I did so far, you're the first one that I I've never met in real life, but I've been following you. A lot on social media and yeah Linka keeps saying that Gladys is super amazing so yeah I can't wait actually to speak with you so I'm, I'm super super excited yeah, yeah me too yeah thank you <laughs> um, and yeah no I think uh, yeah easiest way to start is uh, yeah I'll invite you to introduce yourself uh, maybe where you come from and like what are the things that you are doing these days Yes, sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me here. I'm very excited. I also follow your podcast and I'm so excited to be here. 
So the first question you asked me, um, I'm Gladys, by the way, hello to all the listeners. I'm from the Philippines and I co-founded Development Innovation Insider. And um, I'm a documentary filmmaker as well. So I'm based right now in Manila. But um, my work is actually um, throughout Southeast Asia, Asia Pacific in general, actually. So um, aside from that, I also run uh, Change Magazine um, in The Insider. So um, Change Magazine is a magazine where we publish all social impact um, articles by our global correspondents. So basically, you can uh, you can sum up my life as a media producer in general. So doing documentaries, videos, short videos, and doing some uh, magazine production. Yeah. Could you explain briefly what is the Insider? Sure. So the Insider or Development Innovation Insider, we founded this with actually strangers, I would say, <laughs> because it's. It's they're not my friends. Like you know, I didn't know them for a long time. I just met them sometime, and we had a conversation. You know, just just having the same passion of scaling up grassroots. Because I, for one, I I am from a grassroots community, and growing up not having some opportunities in those areas, I can relate to it. And you know, having the privilege to have the education I needed, and um, I just want also to help out my uh, fellow people who are in the grassroots. So basically, we created Development Innovation Insider. Um, this is, we are a content creator and social, um, content creator and solutions provider for those who are working in the grassroots. So partner organizations, communities, uh, government, academia, companies. So everyone who is working to uplift the grassroots, uh, we work with them. So for my side, I do the, I am responsible for the media production. So we create contents for uh, organizations and these different stakeholders. And um, we also do some research and we also do consultancy. So, yeah, that's basically the insider. We are all over the, the world, I would say. Um, we have a headquarter here in Manila, in the Philippines. We also have in Myanmar. And we also do have our HQ is in China as well. Yeah. Wow, wow. Um, cool. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting, you know, recipe. Because uh, you have, because I guess you worked with with communities trying to develop solutions, but you'll also have this part on media production, which I find very interesting. It's usually not something that you, you see in different, I mean, in in other solutions provider in general, they don't have this media component. Um, so I think it's very interesting. But yeah, no, uh, we'll come back to that. But I wanted to add on. So you said you grew up in the grassroots. Community. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, could you could, could you share a bit more? Like, where, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I grew up in Mindanao. Um, so, Mindanao is the southern part of the Philippines. 
if you are from an international perspective, you might heard that if you are a foreigner, people will say, don't go to Mindanao, it's a war zone. Or like a lot of people are being kidnapped in Mindanao. There are a lot of uh, terrorists there. But I did grow up there and it's a beautiful place. Um, I grew up in the mountainside. So the name of my province is Don Victoriano Misamis Occidental. It's, um, it's a beautiful place where mountains are, you can see mountains. And I do grow up in the mountainside. Um, also, I am half uh, indigenous. So my mother's heritage is the Subanin uh, tribe. So we, uh, I'm part uh, Subanin as well. So, yeah, um, I grew up there um, and I have a lot of experience, you know, not seeing, like, I, I remember when I was growing up, seeing the sea or the ocean, the beach amazes me because we don't have that in the mountains. So every time we go to the city, I'm so amazed by that. And right now, looking back, I, I'm really, I really love my life in the mountains um, but right now I also love living in the city and especially giving back to those communities that I have been um, it really warms my heart to to have those experiences in my childhood and then when I grew up right now uh, I can I can think uh, holistically because you know I have experiences in those mm, I see Wow, I didn't know about that. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, like, because, um, oh, yeah, I, I also wanted to, so I, I've seen on your LinkedIn that you wrote uh, that you grew up bombarded by media and that it shaped who you are. Is it the same period of time? I mean, is it when you grew up in, in the mountains or is it did it come a bit later? In this I would say both, but mainly more when I grew up in the mountains because as you, as I said, um, we we ha don't have a lot of things to do in the mountains. Well, beside um, going and exploring to some places there, you know, going to the rivers and playing in the dirt and in the mountainside. Uh, so... Um, I, it fascinates me to always watch uh, films, always watch um, TV series or something in the TV that I've never seen before. I have never seen a big city before. So I only saw it in, in the TV, television. And, and yeah, I, I'm just really fascinated about communication and about these things that Um, I would. I thought that time I would never see, but I I was bombarded by it because of of the rise of television, like radio. Uh, growing up, we don't have internet at that time, so I really rely on television, and it opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities and to dream because you know I have seen this in in the media. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very fascinated by that. And I'm just so glad that I became a media practitioner 
I also didn't know that I would be a media practitioner because when I entered college, my major was math, like oh, applied man. mathematics. Yes, so <laughs> it's it's a bit. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's des- really destiny to be in a media world where I really love. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Mm. So yeah, just to understand your thinking process. So like you grew up with, you know, this, this all this media, and you were like, okay, it allows me to explore so many parts in the Philippines, maybe in the world, uh, and to dream about things. So you were like, okay, I want to be part of this, and at some point, and bring this to more people. Um, so, but did it mean? that you you knew you wanted like to be a filmmaker or how you know it was just something you thought about it later well i think part of me growing up and being exposed to the the media how do you say that um uh, the, the process of the media really helped. So when I was growing up uh, in elementary and in high school, I love script writing. I love to create movies. So when we were high school, I was actually directing already some films for our play. And I, I love it. I enjoy it. I think I'm the only one who loves it because my, my my other classmates don't want to direct it. It's it's a tedious work and I just love it a lot. And yeah, we we even joked that I would become a director someday. Um, and yeah, for me, I love being creative. I love seeing creativity come to life. And so... I think it really shaped me a lot. Um, and, and and also like seeing the beauty of the countryside and, you know, like thinking I wanted to capture this one day. Uh, it really also pushed me to become a filmmaker that I am today. But of course, there are a lot of uh, influences as well. You know, when I was in college, I was introduced to documentary filmmaking. I didn't really know docu-filmmaking before. I only know documentaries on TV. I like documentaries on TV, but when I saw documentary films, you know, like cinematically shot, very filmy, like they they put it in a film like and I was so in awe that I can do that I can capture real stories and make it very in a very creative way and and um, capture it in such a way where people be moved by the story by the cinematography by editing I just um, love it a lot so yeah I I did have my internship with a renowned documentary filmmaker here. <laughs> it's also a funny story because I just like emailed her and say, I really love your, your documentary filmmaking skills and I want to be part of it. I want to learn from it. I want to enter this, um, this world. So yeah. Um, I just, um, that happened. I did get the internship. And so uh, I, I became a filmmaker I am today because of those experiences. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that's a good advice too. 
all uni students listening, do send emails to people you admire <laughs> and ask for an internship. Um, but yeah, so to come back on that, so you were still studying math, right? Well, I mean, so you were studying math and there was this opportunity. So, yeah, f so first I, I, want, I want to understand a bit better, like why or how come did you end up studying mathematics? Okay, so uh, so the, we have this test, right? Um, like a test in a university. So I wanted to enter University of the Philippines. It's the most, uh, the highest ranking uh, university in the Philippines. So I entered that. And peer pressure aside, <laughs> I think because my friends wanted to be uh, accountants, so I said, yeah, maybe I'll also be an accountant, you know. I, I don't really think about uh, like being a filmmaker at that time because I know that it's it doesn't have a lot of money and 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 it, it you know it's just peculiar for from for a girl from the countryside to be in that uh, profession um, because Like people in the countryside, they will want you to become doctors, accountants, lawyers, things like that. So I put there, you know, some accountancy or something. And then when I received the the results, I got into the university. Um, but uh, but it says that I got in for like um, degree program with available slot. And then the only available slot at the time is applied mathematics. But I really want to go to that university, you know, so I, I just got it. And, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe I'll just go with the math and transfer to accountancy after one semester. But then I didn't know that I will be transferring to, <laughs> to, to media studies because I've, I've always saw these people from the media studies department and they are just so cool and I cannot I cannot phantom myself like not being one of them because that's really what I want in life so I said to I called my mom and my dad at the time saying that sorry I'm gonna shift next semester for the communication and media studies department because it's really what I love and I think I could make it work, you know, maybe accountancy is really not my thing. And, and also I was really struggling with the math. Like <laughs> I, I don't really, I, I don't hate it, but I hate that I study every night. Like it shouldn't be not fun. You know, yeah. my, my colleagues or my classmates, they, they always like, raise their hands when our teacher wanted to solve this uh, equation but I just can't you know I have I need to have time to think about it and all and I tell myself I don't really want that I want to have fun I want to to learn and be interested in what I'm learning so yeah I shifted the next semester I did shift so I only have one semester for the math Okay, yeah, so basically when you shifted, it's like, you know, it's like the, f not, not, I mean, it's like the first time you decided for yourself, 
basically like which uh, topic you wanted to study? I would say yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. No, because you know, it could happen much later. You know, you never know. And it's nice that you had this bravery. I would say so young. I wouldn't say bravery. It's it was also I would say destiny as well because. Um, there is a process when you shift, right? So we, we undergo this process. And I think I, I actually didn't finish the process. And I was just shocked that the, that the admin called me and said, to all shifties to this department, uh, go to this date and we'll have an interview with you. And I said, but I didn't finish my process. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> I got it and I told my parents I need to go to this uh, dates um, because I live from another island in Mindanao. So I have to flew back to Iloilo. That's where I study. So I need to flew back uh, days earlier than expected because of that call. Um, so, so, okay, so you switch and then uh, you had this internship uh with the documentary filmmaker so yeah like if we flash forward a bit like in the so did you was this education like you know did it meet your expectations and did you learn like you know everything that you are using today definitely i mean i wouldn't trade it for anything i learned a lot from my professors I learned a lot from the experiences I had with um, I had with the university. Um, I had friends. I had a lot of experiences that I wouldn't trade. You know, I met some of my best. I wouldn't uh, like best friends and even best colleagues um, from that program. So yeah. Um, I, I was really happy to be in that program and um, and yeah I mean right now when we fast forward my I, I am uh, producing our first feature length uh, documentary film and the director of that is actually my schoolmate uh, we are also part in the same organization before in in uh, during college days so yeah. I'm just really happy that I've met all these amazing people. Uh, I learned a lot. My actually, my one of my professor, uh, Dr. Zoilo Andrada, he is also very supportive with the insider. He um, changed magazine, even started in his class. So, okay. like everything is actually connected with that, and I'm just really happy that I did it. And also. Because in my university, so I studied in University of the Philippines, Visayas. So it's in Iloilo. So unlike other universities, this is situated in a more remote um, place. So we interact with the community. So we don't just interact with the school, with the um administration or like the school in general but we also connected with communities so i think it also shaped me on how i i practiced my media studies to communities so 
yeah, I, I, I think I would never ever trade anything um, with that experience. Cool. So yeah, so it was definitely the right decision. Um, so the first documentary you mentioned, is it the advocacy film you did on human trafficking? Uh, no, no. This, this is actually... So I, I made a lot of short documentaries as well before. So this one is the first feature-length documentary. So like a movie, it's one and a half hour and it will be... Hopefully, it will be shown in theaters. So oh. that's what we are um, working on right now. So the one advocacy film that Linka talked about or I have also posted on our face on my Facebook, it's it was with an organization, a local organization called Eclipse. So they wanted to create a short documentary advocacy video about human trafficking in Ormoc, where it is the hotbed for human trafficking in the Visayas region. So we created that um, short video. Um, it was not actually for for um, in the internet, you know, in YouTube or in Facebook. It was more on the ports, seaports, airports um, mm. in the community, yeah, so that people will know um, how to reach out if there are human trafficking happening and because the airports and the seaports are the the contacts you know that the first contact where they you can intercept a uh, human trafficking activity so they wanted to show it to that and they did show it to 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 these places but um we also put it in social media and it gained a lot of of views so we're really happy as well about that Okay, and uh, what what multi? So I'm not sure, like, what are like the like uh, how to say? Um, but yeah, what? Because I guess after you study media communication, you can. I don't know if a lot of people want to work, you know, in the TV. They want to do like a Hollywood movies. I don't know. But you decided, okay, I will do a documentary about human trafficking and then I will start the insider to, to scale up grassroots communities. Um, the, you, you, you were always sure that you wanted to have like this kind of social impact? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, it's funny because when I told my parents, uh, well, I told my um, family about what I do, It's just so complicated. They don't understand what I'm doing in my life. But, um, like, yeah, I think, well, after college, I actually worked with the documentary filmmaker that I interned with. So I became her um, assistant and also editor. So uh, at that time, I really learned a lot from her. I, I owe my um, skills, my documentary skills, with the experiences I had gained from her. And then I also started to do the the insider at the time, but but only for uh, volunteer work, and and I think I'm always really sure that I will be in this kind of work because um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels so right, you know. Like I don't want to 
be part of, of of course maybe before i want to be part of hollywood not really hollywood but like <laughs> um prominent tv stations or prominent um uh what they call this uh, prominent um production houses but i guess for me i just really think that you know i can do this on my own i want to showcase people some things that haven't been showcased before and and i think i can do it and maybe i was just crazy to think that i can do it but you know i i guess i did hmm. did it for a, <laughs> so yeah. i don't know like maybe i did did it but still i never put it in my mind that I'll go to this big networks and work for it. Yeah. I just thought that maybe uh, I can do it myself. Yeah. H- how old were you when you started I mean do- doing some first work with the insider and how did it happen? Yeah. So I I was 20 at that time. Um I just graduated from college. and at university I mean university and then I I worked with a documentary filmmaker and aside from that when I have time I I talked with some people you know just to connect with other people around the world and maybe around September or August I connected with Bolun which is our co-founder as well at the Insider and he was also starting this idea where he wanted to have consultancy and research work for the grassroots and I said uh you know what I also want that but not the um research part I wanted to be more the media part and he already knows Change magazine because um a year ago I interviewed him um for the change magazine in my class so i said um yeah maybe we could do articles you know we want to showcase more articles about social impact and i can do that i mean i can try to to have uh, like, like to connect with like-minded people and make uh, a, a magazine and articles so and he said yeah sure okay so let's create this um this company or like an organization at that time it's an organization because we really didn't have like money from it so so when i have some time have up some free time during that time 20 years old me i will I will talk to some people from different parts of the world and we create change magazine um so yeah I started at 20 but I I be, become full time when I was 22 so that's 2018 um I decided to be full time because I have some family issues at that time I have to go home and then I don't have work anymore because I cannot do shootings you know when I'm home <laughs> there's no work from home at that time yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing yet but at the insider it was a thing so i said yeah i mean let's do this i think we can create some beneficial work here and i was just very optimistic i guess so i just looking back now i can't believe i did that but yeah i we we started 
So, so at that time, so two years from my vol- volunteer works, right? So we actually created um, some partnerships already. And also Bolo, from Bolun's side, we also get some uh, work. Um, so we decided to create it as a social enterprise. And then um, eventually we created it as a company right now where we are based in different countries. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I think, I mean, it's funny because you, it, it sounds like it was so easy <laughs> for you, you know, yeah, you switch, uh, I know, I don't know, you, you come from, I mean, like mountainous area in Mindanao, you managed to go to UP, and then you managed to switch, and then you, yeah, you launched Change Magazine, and then you incorporate the company, yeah, it's, I, it felt like it was, you know, so, so easy for you. You know, it feels so easy, but I think... I think it's the experiences also that I experienced growing up made me become more fierce. Like I had a lot of things going on with my, with my family and it was really tough. And, and I think it just made me feel like I can do anything. You know, I don't, I cannot lose. I, I, I don't have to lose because, you know, I, I think I've lost a lot with the things that I've been through and yeah I just don't think that I cannot do these things so yeah it's always the experience I'm grateful for mm. so yeah so you never feel okay I cannot do this but you're always like yeah this I can do it's nothing compared to what I've been going through before yeah something like that yeah something like that but you, you never thought that maybe like, oh, uh, oh I'm too tired. Uh, not I'm too tired, but like, ah, oh, the insider will not work. Well, I did. I'm, a, I'm an overthinker. I, <laughs> it, it eats me a lot. It eats me being an overthinker. But at the end of that overthinking process, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't really think about stuff. But anyway, no. Um, actually, uh, I have this list list as well. Like for example, if this didn't work out, what would I, I'll be doing? So I have that list, and surprisingly, I have a lot in that list. You know, like if this either won't work out, then what should I do? So I create this list, and it empowers me because there are actually a lot of things I could do if this don't work out. And it it inspires me to do it more because then I know that um, there are a lot of plan B, plan C, plan D if I do it. So if it works, then super cool. Then if not, then still I have a lot of plans in store for myself. Um, so yeah, I think I will thank my overthinking self for that. But really... Don't <laughs> I, I? I won't recommend overthinking. I, I recommend the list, but the overthinking not so much. <laughs> it, it gives you anxiety sometimes. So no, um, yeah. Is it an actual list that you wrote down? Yeah, I do. I do write a list. Well, I after that I will throw it away if it breaks out or not. But it's in my notebook. I love writing in notebooks. So. Um, anyone who is out there listening and wants to give me a birthday gift or any gift, 
notebooks are the best. I won't throw it away <laughs> because I'll definitely use it. So I wrote a lot of things in my notebook and one of that is the, that list, you know, like what will happen list. And uh, yeah, as I said, it really empowers me to see that there are a lot of things I could do with my life even if this don't work out. So that, that gives me... Um, that gives me empowerment to just do whatever I want or just not whatever, but just do what feels right for me. Mm. Is it a question that you ask yourself a lot or it's more, I know, once a year, okay, uh, what is my list? Or is it something that comes back from time to time? Well, maybe it's more if I took a leap at something. So, for example, should I get the, the insider? Should I be at the insider full-time or not? What if it doesn't work? So, I have this list. And then, maybe after a year or two, then we have also a lot of other plans, you know, for the insider. And then, I also think for myself, will this work or not? If not, then what's the plan B? What's the plan C? So, I do always create this especially if we hit or if we want to hit some milestones um and yeah i think it's just me being an overthinker but i love having an assurance i would say <laughs> yeah okay um yeah no i think it's interesting so it's like a list not necessarily of stuff which have nothing to do like make like for example I guess, like one option is okay. What if I'm full time insider? If it doesn't work, maybe I can be half time again. But it could be also maybe I could just go to Hollywood. So it's like <laughs> a lot of different options. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot. It's it, it's a list of options actually. So for example, okay, my priority is really um, create the insider and make it as you know, as big or make it as uh, successful as possible. But what if it don't work out? So maybe I'll just work full-time. I, I mean, part-time there and maybe I'll study for my master's. So, you know, um, it's something like that. It's very, it's a really realistic list. <laughs> as I said, I'm a very overthinker person. So I, I need to create this list so that I'll feel more, I don't know, empowered to just do these priorities and not be scared that I won't do anything after that. Because I don't like also not doing something. I like to relax, but then I don't like to relax like <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> It's just, I, I love doing things. So that's why I'm really happy to work at The Insider. It makes me do a lot of things. Yeah, it's interesting because from the outside, it really looks like you are a doer, like a super doer, like an overdoer. But so, yeah, for me, it's interesting to to know your process of, okay, actually, you, you facilitate yourself to do things. Yeah, I mean, I'm also an introvert. So sometimes I do need to have a break, which is very important. I like to relax. I like to take a rest, sleep, uh, get some good you know, eat some good food, just relax with some people, like friends, or go to the 
to, to some places where it's very beautiful, like, you know, um, beaches, mountains. So I think it's really important to also relax. But um, from my side, um, in my personality, I also want to do a lot of things. So, yeah, to come back on the insider. So, yeah, I think, so, like Change Magazine, you started it at 20, and now it's this big thing, because I've seen some updates like you you when you are training a lot of international correspondents to write articles so i think it's yeah i think it's really amazing uh, could you like walk us through a bit how did you make this change magazine evolve and grow so much okay i think i wouldn't take much credit because i would say i take much credit to our correspondents um, I really don't, I, I would say that it's big in terms of our community, but of course, for other communities who are not in the development sector, it's, it's not their cup of tea. But I really want this to be also a good, um, a good resource for those who are working in social impact. So um, before and when I created this in a class in, in my college days, uh, I just really want a magazine where you can, you can see some positive things that are working and are impacting communities. So I, I reach out to some organizations, to some friends who are working outside uh, of, you know, Philippines and just and also from inside the Philippines and just let them see, let my my classmates at that time see that there are amazing social impact that are happening to the world. And for me at that time I was very fascinated because the word change maker was in the boom. So it was around 26, 2016, 2015 at that time. And I think that's the time where being a change maker, a young change maker is like a lot of people are doing it. And I want also to that other people are embodying it, especially in my, uh, in my country and also in neighboring countries like in, in Asia, ASEAN or Asia Pacific. So I created that magazine. At first, I write all the articles. But then I realized that um, in in my class, they said we we have this thing where um, if you're a journalist, it's much easier or it's much more easier to connect to people if you are from that locality. And so I said, I'm not from. I I, I want to hear stories from other places like Indonesia or from Bangladesh, but I don't really know their culture. So we tried to recruit some colleagues from these places, you know, just anywhere around the world and say, yeah, do you want to be part of this magazine and start creating change, like start creating something that people hasn't seen before? And and surprisingly, there are a lot of people who want that, which is so surprising for me. And so at that time, it's more collaborative work. So we... I, I give them some trainings. I I research some uh, resources 
from these different uh, journalism organizations. So I wouldn't say I personally trained them. It's more like we are learning together. So we we started to to learn together and we write stories together and we um right now we have different cohorts. So every year we uh, we call for uh, our writers global correspondence twice a year. So we have um I think we had in January and then we had in June this year. So this is the second cohort. And we have overall 70-plus correspondents already from different parts of the world, like um, Asia-Pacific, like the Pacific Islands. We have some from um, uh, South America. We have from Europe. We have from uh, China. We have all places, actually. And we also just... I want just we just um our goal is to really just want to highlight this uh, organization. There's this social impact in the localities and make it more readable to the world and inspire others who are also working the same. Um, so our goal is to um let this knowledge be. Um, anywhere in the world be accessible at the same time easier for the other organizations to connect to other organizations in different countries who are doing the same so I would say I'm very very grateful for our global correspondents who trust us and who are actually my friends right now I think if I travel around the world I know a lot of people already <laughs> because they are already my friends and um, we we just really got each other um, in our back and also I just want to quickly say that most of our correspondents I would say all all but yeah I think I would I can say all or most of our correspondents are really um, doing amazing things right now, you know? Like, they, they are more into social impact. Some of them even became innovators, became social um, entrepreneurs. Some of them are journalists already. Some of them work at the development sectors. So I'm really happy and very amazed by this um, um, by these things that are happening in this community that we created because we became a support system. At the same time, we became a career booster and we we became a tight family that we can turn to in in this, you know, environment of development and social impact. Well, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, no, congrats uh, for that. And... Yeah, so it's it's basically open to anyone in the world, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, anyone in the world. And right now, I think we wanted to emphasize as well that we are um, looking for uh, writers who are from different communities, you know, like indigenous um, uh, persons with disabilities. We're really looking forward to tap in this community. In fact, one of our correspondents from Thailand, she gave an... Uh, 
a speech to um, our friends in Nigeria who are persons with disability um, community. Um, and she presented our work at ChangeMag and that they can definitely apply to our program if they want to. Okay, so basically how it works is like you have these cohorts for six months and then they write certain amount of articles which are all then you publish like one magazine with all the stories or do you or everything is available online yeah right now we did the whole magazine thing last two years ago but i think it's much better if we have it regularly so right now we have an online version where we publish their articles every month so maybe two times a week um, we publish different articles and then we just uh, collected these articles into package them into a whole maybe a newsletter right now so we have a monthly newsletter where you can see all the articles per month and Yeah, it's available online. You can just browse it in our page, www.changemag.deinsider.com. Cool, cool. Yeah, I will make sure to add this link as, as the uh, add this link as well. Um, so yeah, so Change Mag is actually like one part of your work in the Insider because you are doing one million other things at the same time. Um, So from, I guess, like video production and then all your... Diff yeah, I, I, you'll explain better than me. Yeah, so we have... So my work is mainly on media production in The Insider. So we have Change Magazine. Um, I am the lead trainer for The Insider Correspondence Program. I am also the editor-in-chief of Change Magazine. So that's one part of my work. The other part is the video productions. So we have productions with different clients. Clients means our partners, um, which are development workers, uh, all organizations, government or academia or anyone who is working really for the grassroots and they wanted to create uh, some contents. So we work on that. Um, another thing is we also want to give back to our community and that is why we have our original productions so we have catch up with every mondays and wednesday uh, mondays and thursdays so that's more of like a one minute talk about just different developmental things um it's it's like catch up with your friend and and what's happening to the world and uh, it's really informative very casual informative so that's one and then the other is the sustainable living where we talk about, um, we invite some development practitioners or social impact practitioners, and they, we talk about how to create sustainable living practices in our own self. Um, so it's not really uh, like by the book, you know. Uh, it's more like simple, even simple practices that we can do at our home. So that's also one thing that we do. And then another is I also produce big, um, like big productions. So right now we're also working with our first feature-length documentary film here in the Philippines. Uh, it's called Bantay Bukid or Forest Guards. Um, so yeah, just watch out for that. 
That's basically what I do. <laughs> hey, I think you can do pretty much anything <laughs> related to <laughs> to media production. So it's good to know. Um, yeah, like what? So yeah, so and and yeah, just to clarify again, this is your part, but there is also Bolun who's doing like all this consultancy. Yes, so we have uh, Bolun who is also our co-founder doing consultancy and mainly overseeing what the all the overall operations that we do. We also have Kongja, which is our other co-founder. Um, he's mainly responsible for research projects, project implementation, stuff like that. Yeah. And we have also a lot of um, colleagues uh, in our team. So you had very good complementary skills when you started so yeah it's 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 very nice um so yes what what is what um like when you yeah how to say what so how do you see the insider grow in the future or because you are I, I can see that you are testing and adding in a, a lot of new things. Um, the, what, what are your next steps? Well, our next steps really is to um, have stability in the key areas that we are in. So in the Philippines, in Myanmar, because um, our Myanmar is also starting out. So we wanted to have uh, a good, stable office there. Uh, that's our priority this year, um, the Myanmar office and the um, Philippine office. And in the future, we really want to create a holistic um, holistic company where we can be someone who is like, I would say a household name for development sector or local, local communities, local organizations where they can trust us to have our services. Um, at the same time, we give them uh, serv quality services that can really scale up um, the impacts that they're doing on the ground. So that's why we have different programs. We have um, the productions, we have research, we, have, we also have some new tech, tech right now, like applications and stuff. Uh, but we also want to create more. And I guess you just watch out for what we could do. And um, we're also very happy if you can be partners. Um, anyone who is um, interested to know more about us, then you can reach out for us. And, you know, we can talk. Cool. So yeah, everyone reach out to Gladys uh, if you have any cool project or if you want to start an office somewhere. Um, yeah, and um, I have... So, yeah, since we are approaching the end, I have a few questions that I always end up with. Um, so, it's... Yeah, so one is more... Since we spoke a lot about the past and we started to speak a bit about the future, I was wondering what are burning questions in your mind these days that you keep thinking about? Burning questions I have is maybe I'll answer it with three questions I have in mind. Number one is how would the new normal affect 
the alterations that we have in the insider and also in in the world you know i'm very interested to know about that um will it be uh, you know will it change a lot will we go back to before where if there are vaccines available or if there are cure um i'm just really curious about that so that's one question i have how will this pandemic change us and then the other question is um hmm how far will i learn in the next few years <laughs> i love learning so i'm really curious if what are other things that i could learn or what are other experiences i could uh, encounter so that's another one and then the last one is um if if we could see some changes what are the changes that we could see in the next few years because it will really shape um first of all my work our work and then um it would also change the behavior that we will be in like as human beings or you know in the um, in, in this planet um i just really want to know if there are changes or maybe positive changes what will be the positive changes that we'll be seeing because right now we've seen a lot of negativity in media and i just really want to see a big massive positive change that we can see in the world so hopefully all of you know our work that we're doing especially in the development sector it pays off even if it just a little bit but i'm really um i hope that there will be some positive change that we can see so that's my questions so i always <laughs> tell my friends in france and everywhere that the insider is one of the first positive media in asia pacific but is it correct i i, I never checked with you <laughs> well we do have some negative stuff but we try to put solutions for it so if we create some articles or videos that are negative then we put some solutions we are very solution based um media So yeah you can say that we are solutions based um uh production I would say. Mm yeah no I really really count on you guys to to become this uh no I think you know like if everyone was watching the insider's video reading change magazine and stuff like this it could yeah just inspire so many people. Yeah we hope to inspire more in the future as well. and you know um this is um our work at the insider is also very much like we we grow with it like i don't have all the answers that i have right now because i'm also trying to learn a lot so i think if you watch our videos and you know read our articles before and then up to now you can say that oh there's really something change that is happening i think i grew up with it so there are a lot of things that you can see through it as we also grow so and and i'm really happy that most of my colleagues are 
you know, young, young people, very enthusiastic, very idealistic. We're very um, just, you know, happy. We're very um, driven. So I'm really ha- happy that with that. Yeah. Mm. And on your second question, you said you wanted to see to what extent you can learn. Is it more, no, more like technical stuff, like like in terms of media production, or more like you know how to, you know, manage millions of correspondents, or or is it something not related to the insider? Well, I think um, it's it's all of it. Like for myself, um, how can I learn, or what what things do I learn from myself, or experiences that I would have in terms of the insider as well you know our work because the the media landscape is also always changing how do we change with that you know there are a lot of things like ar vr xr you know this new media technologies and do we how do we navigate with that and i'm i'm really interested if uh, how to how we navigate with that as well and then in terms of correspondence like i think it would I would say, in general, like, how would I learn from all the experiences? Because as I said, I love experiences. <laughs> I think it's my, like, I learn from doing. So that's why I'm excited for that. And, um, yeah, so my next sort of reflection question is, how do you want people to know you for and to remember you for? Oh my God, that's really hard. <laughs> it's a really hard question. Um, you know, I don't really like to be famous or something like that. Maybe I just really want people to know that I'm this person who came from the province of the Philippines, a small town of you know, in the mountainside. And I did my best to become who I want to be. And I I created something that, you know, you, you wouldn't even imagine creating. And I want to spread that positivity. I want to spread that um, inspiration to the young people, especially those who are in the grassroots, you know, that they can really live their dreams at the same time they can impact their own communities as well if they want to so in this world where consumerism and and capitalism is a big thing um you don't have to be sucked into that because you can do your own thing and just be brave and and learn a lot from your experiences. So I think I would love people to see me as that, you know, a driven person and fearless person who who's not like, sorry, I'm just really, I just really look back to my life before, you know, <laughs> like you, if you're in the, from, From the grassroots, you won't even imagine doing things like this, you know, traveling around the world and stuff. So, yeah, I just really want people to know that you can do it. And yeah, I wanted to ask, I, I forgot, but it's good that you reminded me. 
because you said you had half indigenous background. Is it like to what extent did it, I don't know, shape who you are today? Well, it did shape a lot of me because growing up, um, growing up, I'm very competitive. You know, like I go to every contest I, I go to. And sometimes when we go to contests and if you're young, you know, um, and if I'm from indigenous background, there are a lot of like discrimination for that. So, yeah, I've experienced discrimination before that I'm, we are not like smart enough to, to be in this situation because, you know, we're from the mountains and stuff. So I guess it shaped me to become more, more respectful at the same time, um, like to advocate more for the rights of the indigenous peoples because I um, I would say I'm half, but I'm half indigenous. So sometimes there is like a big, a big difference in the community as well. So, so it just really makes me, but, but that, um, that background also just give me some, um, some prior knowledge and experience in terms of discrimination. And I want I've always want to advocate for um, anti-discrimination and and also like just um, it it also shaped me as being a filmmaker because I know what it is like so somehow if we go to communities I can relate to people there I can talk to them easily so yeah it shaped a lot from my side it helped me to become more empathic. I would say, and, you know, also to advocate more for the community. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, no, I really, I really love your answers to the previous two questions. I think it's so beautiful. And I think it's really, it's not something I knew a lot about you. So I'm really happy that we are having this conversation and I could know a bit about that. Yeah. Crazy stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, crazy, really crazy stuff. Um, yeah, and then, so, how would you... So, if you had to select three hashtags to describe yourself or to make people think about you, what would it be? Oh, oh. you know, I hate self-promotion. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I mean, I, I actually posted something self-promoting in my page and I just cringe, but I do need it because, you know, people need to know about what I'm doing. But anyway, <laughs> hashtags, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> um, oh my God, Hash, hashtag, um, wait, let me think. Um, uh, hashtag hashtag fears hashtag be an inspiration hashtag change maker I think that's my three hashtags Ooh, uh, that's so cool and um, <laughs> yeah how what is the best way for people to contact you and 
yeah why should they contact you yeah um you should contact me because um i'm awesome you can contact me in my facebook um just send me a message first i always i'm always in facebook so my name is gladys lianes and also i'm in linkedin though i don't really i'm not always in linkedin Um, but you can contact me there as well. Um, but if you want to email me, uh, introduce yourself and introduce yourself, and we can correspond. So my email is mglianes at theinsider dot com. But really, Facebook is the best um, place to be because I'm always there. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much, Gladys, for this super oh. <laughs> interesting conversation. Thank you as well. Thank you. Um, you dig into my past a lot. It was really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's um, yeah. I was really curious also about because I, I I know you. I mean, I don't know you, but I I, I know you more on like your media production stuff. But I don't just from what you post on Facebook or what Linka tells me. So for me, it was so cool to know like more the background of everything that you do. And I'm a bit. I was a big fan, and now I'm even more. Ah, thank you, thank you so much for the support for the insider and for you know Change Mag and everything. Thank you. Yeah, 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 of course. And yeah, everyone, go have a look at the insider, all the crazy cool videos, and the change mag, and yeah, become uh, the next correspondent, <laughs> obviously. Cool. Yeah. No. Thank you so much, Gladys. Um, yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to the story of Gladys. If you want to be one of the next global correspondent, if you want to be involved in anything related to positive media, if you want to just tell her that you loved her interview, feel free to reach out to her. And um, yeah, of course, don't forget to subscribe to Lifeline on the platform that you are currently using, and to share with your friends if you like this episode. It's really what helps me the most to grow the audience of Lifeline. 